I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our very biased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. From reality TV, relationships, and parenting, we'll cover it all. So So let's let's get started. We're rolling, rolling, rolling. Get that podcast rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. (laughs) This is a musical podcast. (laughs) This is a musical theater podcast. Where we make up songs on the spot. And sing terribly. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me. I always realize we reintroduce ourselves when we have like a pre-recorded intro, so no more. You don't need to know who we are. You're going to have to figure it out as we go. And if you didn't listen, that's on you. Jamie's the one with the Utah accent. Wow. Do you remember? Actually, I don't think you do anymore, but when you first moved here, I had another friend from your same town of Brigham Mm -hmm. City, and I was like, you sound identical. It yes. was very weird. Yes, it was. But I don't even notice anymore. And she and I went to high school together. I know. It's weird. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I remember a bachelor night, <laughs> your friend said, you have a Utah accent. <laughs> like, wow. It's like four hours away. It's true, though. It, you can't deny it. Well, it is. It you is think- pretty undeniable. <laughs> <laughs> when you moved to Idaho, were you like, you all talk weird? I was like, well, I don't know. No. You can't hear it. I, can, I don't hear it. Okay, good. So, okay. Well, I literally took a class in college to get rid of my Idaho accent. I think I really? might have mentioned that before. Have um, I? I don't know. But I did. I took a voice and diction class at BYU because I was going into broadcasting school, and I had the worst Idaho accent. Like, what would you say? Like, one time I was with a roommate that was from California, and I said, I'm going to go check the mail. And she's like, the mail? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the mailbox. The mailbox. The mailbox. Like, everything is, there's no hard vowels. There's no mail. There's no. And then one time Aaron said something about Gmail, Gmail. And I was like, you are getting an Idaho accent because mm-hmm. he was saying Gmail. And he's like, oh, Brooke, Gmail. I'm talking about a client named, named Mel. Mel. <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to look something up about uh, Gmail. And I was like, Gmail. oh, just me then. Wow. And I, the longer I've been out of broadcasting, the more I hear. It's creeping back in. It is. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's like the Utah where everybody says mountain. 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 Peyton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try really hard to not say mountain because it is, it is a little, I don't know. But there is a difference between mountain and mountain. It's like that glottal stop. Yeah, mountain. Or like Chelsea. Chelsea. You know, in Utah. Have we talked about the name Melissa for me that I can't say? Yes. yes. (laughs) Like, did you see me choke on it? (laughs) I, 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 Melissa? Melissa? Melissa. No one can say Brighton, my daughter Brighton. Bright. She, yeah. Hard stop. Because it's like they either like just call her Brian almost because they just don't know what to do with the T. Or it's just Brighton. Yeah, which is the Utah thing too. Brighton. Yeah. Get you and Peyton and let's go to the mountain. (laughs) Go to the mountain. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a little. Welcome to our podcast about dialects. There you go. Um, Hi. So tell me, what is tickling your fancy? Tickling my fancy. I feel like we just recorded. We did. Um, So not a lot has had time to tickle my fancy, except those overalls that we bought oh. right after we recorded here is a little <laughs> a little free commercial for what's it called the boutique downstairs. it's called 44 something. something it's on main street in meridian idaho and we after doing the podcast last week just started decided to wander around into this little boutique mm-hmm. boutique boutique i don't know 
And they had the cutest stuff in there. Cutest and we went crazy. Stuff. I bought these overalls. They are enormous. Enormous. Giant. And like I'm like a large and they're they're like a medium and they just are huge. They're meant to be. Meant yeah. to be oversized. And I just feel so like free in them. They're so cute. And they're just like casual, casual. and fun and summery. I know. I actually wore them last night just like over like a bralette. <laughs> Wow. Right. It's like, where'd you get that shirt? I'm like, it's my bra. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you cannot borrow it. Sorry. Um, and I bought like a shirt dress, like a like a dress shirt dress. Like you know, I just like had a, sex with a man in the like 90s and I'm in a movie and I'm wearing his. And my hair's tussled and I look amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got that. It is so cute though. So that, and then I also got a skirt. And yeah, yeah it was Shopping lovely. for the win. For the win. I also... Eight years late, discovered the joys of TikTok this weekend. You and TikTok. Well, you know what, though? TikTok is all about the algorithm. So when you first get on TikTok, it's stupid. But the more you watch videos that you like, the better it gets. There's like subsets of TikTok, Mm -hmm. right? So Piper, my 10-year-old, is always on my phone. So she has algorated my TikTok into a 10-year-old girl. Yes. So it's slime videos and stupid stuff. So I started a new TikTok. I'm like, don't touch this. I want to see what I can... What you find, what you attract. And there is this account called Andrea Creates, and she makes these tiny little felt things, and then she makes stop-motion videos with these little felt... Like, it is insanely cool. I'm going to have to show you. Now, is that on your account or is that on your 10-year-olds? That's on mine. <laughs> no, it's because so cool. Because that sounds like a 10-year-old. No, thing. no. It is amazing. Okay. Well, did you see the other day in our group chat Mm-mm. that I think Kim posted one on there that was a man <laughs> talking about he went surfing and there was a lady in her in a thong and he saw her butthole. <laughs> so I funny. I watched it like five times. Yeah. I saw her butthole. Well, the way he said butthole. A man should not have to surf and see a butthole. <laughs> so funny. See, and yeah, most okay. of the time my TikTok viewing has been people sending me right. TikToks. That's the only ones I view, but. But they are good. Okay, well, I'll have to give it a, give it a shot. Yeah. My, my, what's tickling my fancy, um, and maybe we already talked about this last time, but it has been Bachelorette. <gasps> oh, yeah, it started. Bachelorette started, and I am tickled pink. How was this week? I mean, it's shitty. It's horrible. Do it's we terrible. we hate everybody? We hate everybody. The guys are not that good looking you this know, time. You know, yeah. I and watched week one, and I was like, who's cute? Show me the cute ones. But they are recycling men, mm-hmm. okay? They're new people, but they look like the old ones. There's mm-hmm. grocery store Joe. thousand percent. There's Tyler. Mm-hmm. There's baby Nick. Yep. There is... Um, every season I, has a Nick Fiel look every, like. Everyone. Yeah, yep. there are multiple... Oh, and there's Jamie from last season. Remember with the big eyes that would always do the big eyes? Oh, the... That was like, kind of a pervert. Yes. He's on there. Well, geez. Let's I mean, get some fresh Get blood. some fresh faces. Do we hate the girls yet, or are they still okay? Well, I've always hated Rachel. I like Rachel. I do not. I do love Gabby. I love Gabby. So... I feel bad that they are not completely in the driver's seat though right it's like that's you go from being on the bachelor one of the girls having no power no control vying they were stuck with clayton Clayton. who screwed them all over so they were the most powerless bachelorettes and then they throw them on together and they still don't know if the guys like when you're the bachelorette 
even if the guys don't like you, they will go for you and because make them feel like it. But here, it's like now they're still competing with each other. And yeah. I, I know it's only week two, but I don't like the feeling of that for them. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But I do think it's funny when, like, the guys are, like, they'll go make out hard with one and then they'll go to the same thing with the other. And Have they been? Like, well, there was one On this week. The second week? I haven't seen the second week yet. Of course, Rachel, all Rachel wants to do mm-hmm. is get, let's make out with people. Yep. And so she's like, I just feel unseen, blah, blah, blah. And then a guy kisses her and she's like, I feel like he's the one. (laughs) Whatever. But then when Gabby, when they find out that they've both kissed the same one, of course, Gabby, because she's kind and genuine, she's like, I'll let you explore that. I won't interfere. So, Gabby, you're a good person. Rachel, you're weird. Yeah, I don't like it. But, yeah, that's tickling me right now. I'm going to go home and get tickled by that tonight. Oh, good. I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad. Sounds so dirty. Okay, well, let's move on. All right, are you ready for the weird weird and and wacky wacky world? (laughs) The weird, the weird and wacky. I have a local Boise story for you. I love this. And you're going to say, what in the world? So a Caldwell man, which is like 30 miles away from Boise, um, detectives say repeatedly smuggled lizards he did not pay for out of pet shops around Boise, and he has been arrested. Well, thank goodness that that animal's <laughs> off the streets. <laughs> so, I mean, this was a major sting to get this guy. So Christopher Lou Garcia, 49 years old, is facing two felony counts of grand theft in the reptile heist. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's just back up. Did we say 49? Yes. So this is not just a punk kid stealing from the pet store. This is a full-grown adult man. Man in a reptile heist. No less. So, okay. I, okay. So the Boise police say they've been on Garcia's trail for months <laughs> when the thefts were first reported. Investigators say the suspect would go into lizard retailers around Boise, wait until employees were not looking, then slip reptiles out of their cages and into his pockets before walking out. <laughs> Garcia stole bearded dragons, which can grow up to two feet long, and a red Nigerian Euromastix. According to police, wow, I, it must be a valuable lizard. Very valuable lizard. Investigators have not said whether the suspect is believed to have been reselling the lizards or keeping them for himself. Does it matter? But <laughs> does, does it matter what he's doing with them? So I guess all the, I mean, how many local lizard stores do we have? Right. Is one thing I would like to ask. And are there enough and is it serious enough to be using manpower <laughs> for several months from our local police department? Apparently they captured it on surveillance cameras in at least one store. And then the police asked the public for help identifying the man. Yikes. And then, like, I guess he says, or the article says, Boise police credit local businesses and the organized retail crime unit. Oh, damn. In solving the case. Like, there were multiple law enforcement units on the lizard bandit. Wow. The thing that's interesting is it said two felonies, right? Yeah. So this guy is going to go, like, he could go to prison for this. Can you Grand imagine? Grand theft. Grand theft is like what you get charged with when you steal a car. Right. Right. Except for Grand Theft Lizard. Grand Theft Lizard. It's a new Xbox game. Being in jail, <laughs> like trying to like, like you know, get in with the games. Yeah, like try to settle into to prison life, right? And you you have to say to somebody like they're like, "What are you in for, man?" 
Well, I stole a bearded dragon, man. <laughs> like, I put lizards in my pockets and walked out yeah. of the store without paying. You see these dots on my face? They're not teardrops. That's <laughs> how many dragons I stole. Bearded dragons. Like, what is that? I don't know. It's so weird. Is it like, what animal can I stick in my pocket without anyone noticing? Because they don't make noise. Like, you can't stick a bird in your pocket. <laughs> it's going to chirp. And who would a steal kitty. a bird anyway? Yeah. No, not me. Not me. So maybe it was like the animal of least resistance. I don't know. I wonder how much these these uh, animals are. I know. To put that retail crime unit on it. <laughs> I don't know. So thankfully. Well, again, thank goodness he, that he is off the streets. He is off the streets. The lizards can. You can unlock your doors tonight, people of Boise, because you are safe. <laughs> All you lizard people out there. Let's do an episode on lizard people someday. Let's never. Please, though. Okay. Well, I'm good. I have a story for you. So let's move on to... Oh, oh honey. honey. I'm excited for your okay. story. Um, I, you're going to notice a little bit of a theme okay. with mine today. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm feeling like a you know, nine-year-old boy, but okay. I have a theme today. Okay. This one starts out. I was at my friend's house the other day, and they'd mentioned that their pug had been scooting occasionally. Ew, wow. Uh, you know, how they drag their butthole on the carpet? Yes. I witnessed it on one occasion, and the dog seemed a bit uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. I'm just not, I'm just going to read. Okay. I've never really been around dogs, but I knew enough to know that it was likely an anal gland issue, mm. just from hearing other dog owners mention it. I asked why they didn't take it to the vet or groomer, and they said they'd been meaning to get around to it, but it's hard to find an appointment, and it cost, the cost is a bit high for an expression now. Let's not call it an expression. An expression? Ooh. Oh. I watched a quick video. <laughs> I mean, this opens a lot of questions up right here. Yeah. I watched a quick video showing how to fix the issue, and it looked really easy, so I asked them if I should see if I can fix it just real quick. Oh, I don't know why I'm getting nauseous just, like, <laughs> listening to this. I don't know. I'm so scared. Okay. They sort of nervously said, uh, sure, but be careful. So I did. Like, <laughs> like, who does that? Wow, it looks like your dog's butthole is irritated. Let me pull it up on YouTube and see if I can fix it. I, I have no words. Okay, no words. So here we go. I got the dog to be still, tentatively squeezed the little sack next to its bum, just like the video showed, and immediately got a massive spray of the most vile material imaginable. I... It hit me square in the chest, oh got some onto my face, got all over the carpeting. I staggered back gagging as the dog ran off leaking it all over the place. Oh my gosh. All three of us threw up. The smell is <laughs> so potent that I, it just, I fell completely ill and dizzy. Wow, I can't speak. Yeah. Needless to say, they were pretty mad at me. And despite my showers, I smell like dog glands. My wife isn't speaking to me, but the dog did seem happier. Am, am I the asshole? One might ask. There are so many layers to that that I don't, I didn't even know this was a thing. Oh, this is a thing. Not being a dog owner myself. Well, so do you have to take your dog in to have this expression done? No, well, sometimes, but not. So basically, now we're getting into the nitty gritty. I know. And I don't want too many more details because okay. I'm already super grossed out. It's supposed to naturally, like when they poop, the 
okay, here we it's go. Like the pressure of their duck? poop will push, will express the glands, okay. and so it clears it out. But every once in a while, if they're not, ha- if they're having, you know, not solid poop, it it can build up. Oh, gross! And it can, and then you have to express it. Usually, like when I take my dog to the groomer, they will bathe her and express her glands. <gasps> But like if you've ever been around a dog when they're scared, like uh-huh. like like a really scary experience, they'll you'll smell this stink, and it's it's like when they get nervous that yeah that, I had no I idea know. this it's was like a, a thing. whole other. If I was right. ever gonna get a dog, I'm not gonna know. It's, well, it's not very often that you're gonna encounter the, okay, the anal gland okay. acting up. <laughs> okay. But I just what like I said, what makes a person think I'm gonna look this up and I'm I'm gonna get to the bottom of this? It is that is not your job. Like no. who? He, that guy's a good friend. No, there, I or would a not. very bad friend. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, a good friend to the dog, maybe not to the human. Maybe not. Have you ever? Do you ever watch Family Guy? Or did you ever uh-uh. used to watch Family Guy? I never did either. Bits really, bits and pieces. But I did see one episode where um, they all, all the people in the family, drank that Epicac that uh-huh. makes you throw up. Yes. <laughs> it's so stupid. But like they're all standing in the living room, like violently vomiting. <laughs> And that's all I can think of when I when I read this is just all three of the adults just just violently puking Bar-for-rama. everywhere. Yeah, that's so gross. Oh, so the friend is mad because he did this and then it stunk up the whole house and got on everybody. And got on the carpet and everybody's yeah. throwing up. And I guess I don't know what they expected to happen. Yeah, but yeah. Let's. It's it's not like a DIY thing. It's not. I mean, it shouldn't be. <laughs> you know, I dog mean, dog groomers do it though. I did not know that was in the job description I of a didn't, groomer. I don't know if all of them do, but when I, it was part of the package deal. Wow, was they were gonna give her a haircut of shampoo, express her butt glands, and <laughs> clip her nails. Wow, best eighty bucks I ever spent. Yeah. So no, anyway. I don't know if you're the asshole or not. I really, I think dog. your dog's asshole is <laughs> to blame for all of this. There's too much. Oh wow. Okay, I'm sorry that I don't know more about that. Well, just 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 to get you excited, okay. mm-hmm. the next one I have is worse than that. I'm already like so. You're welcome, uh, listener. Beware. Ew. Okay. Mine is just bad. Like, ugh. Okay, bad people. So a 19-year-old girl is writing this. She says, I had surgery a couple days ago to get all four of my wisdom teeth out. And because I have a really bad fear of dentists, they had to drug me pretty hard to do the removal. Not like laughing gas that wears off really fast, but an actual IV medicine. So I was pretty much unconscious during the whole thing. Yes, get a girl. Yeah. Always do that. That's how I had mine done. Mm -hmm. They told me to have a, quote, responsible adult drive me to the appointment and back because the meds they gave me would make it dangerous to drive. My mom was on a work trip and couldn't take me, so I asked my sister-in-law, Bree, who's 24, if she could do the whole thing. Uh, She says her niece was at her mom's house, the the grandma's house, and Bree is a stay-at-home mom. So Bree agreed to take me to my appointment, and the surgery went fine. Bree waited in the lobby for me to be done. When I came out of anesthesia, I was very disoriented and nauseous, which I guess is normal. I had gauze shoved in my mouth to stop any bleeding, and Bree took me to her car after I was let go. I don't really remember much of the drive, but it felt like not enough time passed before Bree got out of the car and told me to come with her. I was really out of it and just followed her because the alternative was staying in the hot car. Long story short, we were at a pool. I was really confused, but once we were through the gate, Bree basically parked me at a table bench and said she'd be back in a while. 
<laughs> I was still trying not to puke and was really dizzy from the heat. It was over 90 degrees and the drugs. So I asked her to take me home, but she wouldn't. I guess since it was her day off, like from her kid, and she didn't have her daughter, she was meeting friends at the pool. I was starting to feel really sick and on the verge of passing out or having a panic attack. So I called my brother. I don't think he could understand me between the meds and the stuff in my mouth <laughs> because he hung up and I guess called Bree because she came stomping back over, cussing and yelling at me and took me back to the car. I passed out on the drive home. But when my brother arrived or when we arrived, my brother had left work and met us in the driveway. He was screaming at Bree and she was crying. I was still pretty disoriented, but my brother took me back home and stayed with me until the meds were off. That's when he told me he's divorcing Bree because of what she did, plus some other things he didn't go into detail about. It's been a few days since then, and Bree has been blowing up my phone, telling me what a bitch I am and how me tattling destroyed her family. Part of me feels bad because of my niece, and I wonder if I should have just dealt with it and waited for her to be done at the pool instead of calling my brother. A-I-T-A. No. Whoa. You, ju- you just had oral surgery. Like, like you just had surgery. She drops her off <laughs> at the pool. <laughs> well, wh- okay. Couple of questions. Yeah. Why didn't she just drop her off at home first? Right. And then go to the pool. Right. Why didn't she, I mean, what, that, there's so much wrong with that. It was like she was just anxious to get to the pool and just the most selfish human being I have ever heard and just thought, she, like, well, if you're going to be, you know, in pain somewhere, you might as well be in pain. At the pool. On a bench in 90 degree heat. Like, oh. after having surgery, even after I get, like, an intense procedure done on my face at the spa. Like, like you're, you want to be home in your bed. Yeah. Resting it off. Those meds make you, I get so sick. I just cannot imagine being abandoned after that. Yeah, that is terrible. So, I, but I do think... I kind of wonder if she was intentionally being malicious, like maybe things were going poorly between her and the husband, and she's like, like, just doing it to be a kind of maybe rude. But I also think people don't divorce people over one isolated experience, especially when there's like kids involved. And so he, she did not, she's not single-handedly responsible for the breaking up of that family. Absolutely not. But I do have to say, if you are that shallow of a human being. You probably deserved it. <laughs> well, yeah. It's just so terrible. So she posted this update because all these people were, like, saying the same thing. Like, that had to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. You don't – A, someone doesn't just become that selfish overnight. Yeah. Like, that is not a normal thing to do. And so she's got to have a pattern of this behavior. So she posted an update and basically said that, you know, she's been talking to her brother and he doesn't want to tell her, like, everything that's happened – But he said basically he came home from work early one day and found his daughter, who was two, alone in their house with the front door unlocked. He called Bree three or four times with no answer, and then she came in the door. And apparently she went, like, grocery shopping, left her two-year-old home alone, door unlocked, and was like, no, I do that. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, she's fine. You're overreacting. You're being dramatic. So he's like, she's just not a fit. Like, yeah. Clearly, if that's how she rationalized, I mean, that's her thought process is not very, like, cool. Yeah. He's like, she just does things and has no regard for how they will affect other people. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. (gasps) How terrible. I know. How horrible. It gives me anxiety thinking about, like, being abandoned at a pool, about to, like, throw up or pass out. (laughs) Gosh. And I don't even think you should be alone, like, 
coming well, out you, of anesthesia and you shouldn't be like don't you should she should have waited until her mom could have taken care of yeah. her yeah yeah Ooh, like, not good a big oral surgery like you need someone taking care of you for like 48 hours uh, i dare yeah. say yeah i was a hot mess after i got my yeah, Listen I cried you know. after I got my. Did you? <laughs> I had the hottest oral surgeon. Really? Oh my gosh, he was so hot, and they took out my wisdom teeth, and then I had like an extra tooth in my like down in my jawbone. You did. So they took all of that out, and I remember waking up and like wander like, you know, they had me in a room, and yeah. the IVs were out and everything, and just kind of waiting for me to kind of come out of it. And I yeah. got up and I was wandering around <gasps> the in the office like crying. Oh my God. How old were you? I, well, full-grown adult. <laughs> oh you know, gosh. twenty. Were you like, where's my hot oral surgeon? And I think I, I think I said to my mom something about him being good-looking. He was right there. <laughs> hey, buddy. He knows. He was very good-looking. Good people. Good-looking people know they're good-looking. Wow. Yeah. I'm convinced. I know they should. Oh, that is too funny. I don't remember what I did. I just remember I got dry sockets. And oh. It was awful. I had mine removed before they broke through the skin. Me too. So they stitched everything up. So yeah. I didn't have any open. Ugh. Yeah, it was gross. Ugh, gross. Ugh. Okay, teeth. Ugh. <laughs> no. Okay, this one is a little bit long, but I do think it's worth it. Do I need to mentally prepare? Yeah, I think okay. if, if an anal gland got you worked up, I just, then. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. This, and I, turn off my gagger. Turn off your gagger, because this is gross and wrong. But these people are um, British. Okay. So it makes it better somehow. It does. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's see. My job, this is a man writing this. My job is driving around shops and putting out displays and leaflets and like advertisements for products. Okay. I had one particular call that involved moving lots of heavy stock and building some massive displays. Two hours of very heavy manual labor left me literally dripping in sweat and craving a nice, cool, refreshing drink. Before leaving the shop, I went to the fruit juice chiller chiller isn't that cute cute um and i don't know what european like money is do you what does this mean euro okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know which symbol is what so i think they used to be pounds and other euros okay a euro for one liter of apple juice or how do you say that a dollar fifty euro (laughs) one euro (laughs) fifty for two liters so either way much better deal for two okay I love apple juice, so I'll take the two liters, please. I drank the first liter in the two minute walk. That's a lot of apple juice. (laughs) A lot of juice. Um, In the the two minute walk back to my car as I was incredibly thirsty. My next door was about 45 minutes away, so I get in my car and crank up the air conditioner. Drink the second liter of apple juice within the first five minutes of my drive and start to feel refreshed. So I stuck on a podcast and settled in for the drive. You can see where this is going. but (laughs) 15 minutes until the end of my drive, I start to get a bit of cramping in my stomach. I think to myself that I'll use the bathroom at my next door. 10 minutes until the end of my drive, and the cramps are getting worse. I do a little lean to the side and try to let out a little fart to see if that helps. (laughs) Mm, Feels like I better not push too hard to try and get that out. Five minutes until my destination, and circumstances are getting worse. I'm shifting in my chair to try to get comfy. The urge to go is getting pretty urgent. I look for somewhere to stop that might have a bathroom, but nowhere looks promising. Consider pulling over and running behind a tree or something, but I'm stuck in slow-moving traffic, so I decide to clench and push on. That's all you can do. You know how he's feeling, right? Do oh, you know yeah. that feeling, that cramping, mm-hmm. that pressure? Mm-hmm. You squeeze the cheeks uh, and hope for the best. Yes, it's all you can do. I'm clenching to sing about it. <laughs> 
Pulling into the car park, I try to park as close to the store as I could and get ready to literally run through the store to the bathroom. Or do that shuffle where you're like... Like you're puckering, uh right? Okay, I park and lean over to the passenger footwell to pick up my jacket. That was a bad move. The lean to the side has compromised my clench sphincter. (laughs) The dam gives way and the floodgates open. I feel warm liquid fill my boxers. It stinks, but in a way there is small relief as the intense stomach pains are almost gone. I sit there in a puddle of apple juice that had just rapidly passed through my digestive system and contemplate my options. I do what any sane man would do, and I call my wife. (laughs) Babe, I've got a problem. Oh, no, are you okay? No, I've shit my pants. <laughs> oh, no. um, okay, so she's like, what are you, a toddler? Where are you? He's about an hour and 15 minutes from home. Okay, at this point, she's still talking, but I'm quickly distracted by an all-too-suddenly-familiar feeling in my stomach. More? Round two. Oh, no. Now, round one was just a preview. <laughs> <laughs> Round two was the full show. It was pure liquid shit gushing out of my ass, and there was nothing I could do to stem the flow. I end up just making weird noises and have lost all ability to communicate. (laughs) Imagine the worst shit you have ever had, but you're sitting down in a car seat whilst doing it, and your wife is listening via the hands-free. Up until this point, everything had been contained in my boxers, but I suddenly felt wetness creeping up my lower back and the awful smell getting stronger. It's breached the waistcoat. (laughs) It's like a toddler blowout. I still can think of. Uh, Yeah. If you've ever had a kid, remember those awful shits that come out of the top of their nappy and all up their back. Well, this is happening to me, a 37-year-old man (laughs) sitting in a company car. Oh, no. (laughs) Over an hour from home. Oh, no. Eventually, the torrent subsides, and I have no words for how I feel. I am literally sitting with my boxers full of liquid shit, which has overflowed up my back. (laughs) I feel exhausted and wet. Oh, I swear the entire two liters of apple juice is now in my pants. So he's on the phone. He says to his wife, I'm coming home. I'm literally covered in shit. And you can hear wrenching noises from his wife. Oh, no. I start the most uncomfortable drive I've ever experienced. Every gear change was creating a ripple effect. Oh, Every time I would accelerate or brake, the liquid would slosh backward and forwards. <laughs> oh so I drive home, getting cold as the previously body temperature liquid was now getting cooler. Oh. I call my wife when I'm 10 minutes from home and say, and she says she's going to wait in the back garden until I've sorted myself out. Smart. <laughs> yes. Thank you, wife. She put down a bin bag. I love how they say bin, mm-hmm. not garbage. A bin bag in the hallway for me to stand on and strip <laughs> off. I know this is long, but it's so worth it. I love it. I pull up outside the house and come across my latest problem, standing up. Despite the incident occurring over an hour ago, there was still a lot of wetness down there, and I knew that as soon as I stood up, gravity would take over. Yep. I slip off my shoes and leave them in the car, take a deep breath, and go for it. As I stand up, I can feel the wetness trickling down my legs. Within seconds, it's below my knees, and I'm still a few steps from the front door. By the time I get there, there are drips coming out of the bottom of my trouser legs, leaving a shitty breadcrumb trail up my garden path. (laughs) I get to the house, step on the bin bag in the hallway, and close the front door behind me. You can look through my house and see the back garden from the hallway, and I can see my wife staring at me (laughs) with her hands hands over her mouth in disgust. She immediately starts retching and runs (gasps) off down the garden. She is soft. Yeah. I start to get undressed, trousers first, and it's not a pretty sight. I put my boxers and trousers in the other waiting bin bag. There is no way they're getting salvaged. Mm-mm. Next comes my top. 
What I had forgotten at this point was the waistband breach and the fact that my lower back was also covered. As I take off my top, I feel a wet smear going up my back and it dawns on me there is shit on the bottom of my top and I'm not, I am now spreading it all over myself. Yep. I'm already in too deep. So I take the top over my head and end up smearing more shit in my hair. (laughs) Side note, that's why they make baby onesies so that you can pull them down. Yeah. Because little tidbit that Uh most people don't know. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, now naked in the hallway and literally covered from head to toe, I start using this. Su- <laughs> literally from yeah. head to toe. This supplied pack of baby wipes to get the worst. How sweet. His wife sets out a pack of baby wipes. As, like, that's, that's going to help. That's, yeah. yeah. I then follow the trail of bin bags up the stairs to the bathroom to shower. <laughs> I have She's the- made him a red carpet of garbage bags. Oh, my bags. gosh. I have the hottest, longest shower I've ever had. I was in there for a good half hour. The initial five minutes was probably the worst as all the shit was accumulating in the shower tray, leaving oh. me standing in a shitty water puddle. Oh, gosh. Eventually, I feel clean enough to get dressed. So I go down. Uh, he dresses, goes downstairs, and was met with the absolute carnage <laughs> I had left in the hallway. The most horrendous smell, but with a small hint of apple and traces of shit everywhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My wife stayed out in the garden for the next half hour whilst I sorted it out. I don't blame her. I would have done the same. Mm -hmm. Before she finally came back in the house and sprayed a whole can of air freshener, she stood looking at me, a shocked look on her face, and just said, what the actual bleep? I had no real explanation. I just didn't make it to the toilet in time. She asked me if I felt ill. I felt fine. She asked me what I'd had to eat and drink that day. I said I'd had nothing out of the ordinary apart from apple juice. When I told her how much I drank, she burst out laughing. Basically, two liters of, um, what's it called? Like, laxative. Laxative, laxative, thank you. Yeah. Um, Then he goes on to say, I then remembered the car. I had yet to see the state of this. I went armed with a bucket of warm, soapy water, bin bags, wipes, and rubber gloves. The smell when opening the car door was like nothing I'd ever experienced, and it immediately made me wretch, but I knew it had to be done. (gasps) Burn it. Uh, Light that whole thing on fire. I won't go into too much detail, but I was out there about 45 minutes and it wasn't pleasant. All of this happened three days ago. I am currently still having to sit on a bin bag in my car and there is a lingering, shitty, slightly apple-scented smell. Any advice of cleaning up car upholstery would be much appreciated. (laughs) My wife has said that this may take her a while to get over. (laughs) That poor, poor man. I, I mean, I never really thought about, I knew apple juice, like they give it to constipated people, but I never really thought that that would cause that big of a problem. Right. And some, and, you know, people had commented on it and stuff, but they're like, that's why apple juice typically comes in a small <laughs> little bowl, like a little three ounce container because it is, it is like a laxative, but three, I mean, two liters, that's like, that's, yeah. a, that's like a. Lot That's of like for a week of daycare, kids. Like yeah. you all get your little cup of apple juice. Your little shot and you of juice. Downed it as a refresher. But you know, what do you do? Like I remember one time as a little kid coming home, I'd been at my brother's in Smithfield and we were driving through the canyon and I got a shit cramp. Oh. And I mean, that that is real. And like, what do you do? There is nothing. What do you do? You can only hold for so long. I know. We, we were in Mexico a few weeks ago. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you everything. Oh, please but do. Let's just say we were when we wanted to go into town one night and I was like, I probably shouldn't go, but I want to miss out. It was the only time we were going to go into town and shop. And I basically had to find a bathroom and just like every 10 minutes, I'm like, I'll, I got to go. I'll meet you back I'll here. Back. There was a guy kind of at the door and he just kept looking at me like, are you OK? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just back again. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's me. Hey, it's me. Hey. Oh, see, and I, I would fight get it. it. I always get it in Mexico. I would fight it because you know how I don't like to go to the bathroom, A, and I would never, never poop in a public. A public Mexican bathroom? <laughs> it was, like, it was honestly, all like, I didn't even dent it. Like, what I was, I probably improved the state of it. Like, it was so bad. Well, like, I didn't least, even feel guilty because I'm like. At, le- I, at least that would be more comforting that, like, it's already pretty yeah. bad. I mean, not that you'd want to poop in that, but, like, I always worry about coming out of there and having there be a line and me being like, hey. Yeah. They like, were like. Well, that's me. Everybody in this town has diarrhea. So, so there is no such thing as a solid poo in Mexico, I don't think. Oh, that's that. why you can't flush like toilet paper and stuff. Their their system is not, <laughs> not used to it. Used to solids. Oh, Every time I great. go, I just know that I'm gonna have some issues. You're gonna have. I did get. To, we talked about this before. When I was in Mexico, we cli- we went to the pyramid place and yeah. we climbed. Yeah, climbed to the top of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. And it, I got a little sick. Got <laughs> halfway down, it struck, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I was sick, sick. Really? Yeah, yeah, for a few days. And there's nothing you can do. You but can't I, hold it in. I had to hobble down that pyramid <laughs> in a hurry. It's not a place you want diarrhea. Yeah, and then I had to lay on the floor in the back of a bus. Oh. It was not. I would recommend it. Yeah. But, okay. Okay. Wow. You know what, though? That didn't gross me out as bad as the dog butt. Wow. I just, I think it's my imagination. Like, I know what diarrhea <laughs> is like. I don't know what a dog anal <laughs> gland is. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have an interesting one. Okay. That I have not heard of this issue, but I find it fascinating because you know, well, I can't say it, but. Okay. All right, so this man who's 39 has been married to his wife who's 32 for four years. They get along just fine. One of the issues we've had since our relationship began has been about our freezer. Simply put, my wife stuffs the freezer full of food constantly. There's absolutely zero space for me to put anything in there. At first, I tried to solve this by buying the fridge with the biggest freezer we could find. I dropped nearly four grand on it. She interpreted this as an invitation to buy more frozen food so she could play microwave dinner Tetris with the freezer. Every single nook and cranny is stuffed full. She still buys more frozen food and somehow finds a way to fit them in. The worst part is when I buy a frozen food or freeze something for meal prep, she asks me at least three to four times a day when I'm going to take it out of the freezer. She essentially nags me until I remove the food from the freezer so she can put something she won't be touching for six months in its place. (laughs) Last weekend, I finally snapped and bought an inexpensive single-door deep freezer. I put it in the basement near the washer and dryer and put a couple of my own things in there, mostly some frozen veggies and a few burritos. I didn't really mention it to my wife because she wasn't home when I brought it in. When my wife got home later in the day, she went downstairs to do laundry and discovered my freezer. She ran excitedly upstairs to tell me that the upstairs one is full and she can actually fit more food in there now. I responded that under no circumstances is she to touch the freezer because it's mine. Not a single ice cube should be put in there. I told her to not even ask because she knew I knew she'd mention it three to four times a day that she needs more freezer room. She sulked and tried to debate the issue, but I was able to placate her. A couple of days later, I went down to the basement to get something from my freezer, and there I found it about 70% <gasps> full of microwave dinners. Uh-uh. Upon checking the freezer in the kitchen, I found that it too was still completely full. I calmly went downstairs with a large garbage bag, threw everything into it, and then tossed it into our trash bin. Then I found a padlock I had lying around <laughs> and locked the freezer with yes. a chain. Yes. Later that day, my wife 
brought more frozen food home to put in the new freezer. But when she got downstairs, she noticed the lock and flipped her lid. She told me I was being controlling. When I told her that there's no way she will ever use that freezer again, she threw something like a tantrum and left for her mom's house. She came back later that day and told me that I had 24 hours to unlock the freezer. Nothing really happened after those 24 hours, but now she's completely ignoring everything I say. <laughs> I think my actions were justifiable, but was I wrong here? No! Hoarding frozen no. food. We're just going to say it. That, okay, how much frozen food? Right. You know, I mean, this is the thing. I have a deep freezer in my garage. Uh-huh. And I notice if that sucker is too full, that things just get lost in exactly. it. Exactly. Like put your things in it, but you got to be rotating through. Nobody needs that many frozen like microwave meals. You won't. They're not even that good. No, no. So what sounds to me, and from like the comments, people were saying, yes, like I've met people with like food hoarding. Mm-hmm. I guess is a real like a very specialized hoarding disorder. Right. And people can be just food hoarders. And it sounds like she's got like a legit frozen food hoarding compulsion. And they say, I've heard that. And that a lot of times it's from people like growing up who maybe didn't have enough to eat. And so they, but it's very, that's very specific to frozen. It is, isn't it? Just frozen food. It doesn't sound like she's doing this to the pantry or like shoving food everywhere. It's like she feels like if she's got frozen food, then she, everything is okay. Going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it is my first thought when he brought the freezer downstairs was he needs to lock that up. Yeah. So I, and I I mean, I feel bad for her because I think like hoarding is a real thing. Right. But it's time to get some help for that. Yeah. Because how much? And it'd be different if like they were going through stuff. Like I probably had a big family and they were used like she was doing those meal prep things. But it sounds like she's just buying like frozen dinners that. She's, I don't think she's going through them. Right. It doesn't sound like it if she needs three freezers to right. do it. You can't, like, you can't eat that much frozen food. Right. You and probably they, shouldn't. I don't know that they've <laughs> got kids or anything. Yikes. I don't Aww. think they do, actually. So, and also that she's bringing it up three times a day. Like, hey, I need more frozen. You need to get It's like she's really fixating. Like obsessing over Like it. obsessing over this. Ugh. He said later, like in edits, you know, they'll come back and like answer questions or whatever Mm -hmm. on Reddit. He said that he suggested that she might want to like go to therapy and she like absolutely lost it Hmm. on him. But yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. So no, you're not being controlling. Like you need somewhere to put a frozen burrito once in a while. (laughs) Right. And she's being controlling, right? Not allowing him to have, I mean, that's just so weird. I've mentioned Aaron has, like, um, not compulsion or anything, but he really, it really bothers him to waste food. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really bugs him. And he'll, like, if we have got, there's, like, going to be an apple sitting there. Like, Someone's got to eat that apple. Like, it, like, <laughs> bothers him. Mm-hmm. And one time we bought, like, a quarter of a cow, not realizing how much meat that is for but, our yeah. little family that doesn't even eat that much meat. Mm-hmm. And, like, it bothered, like, when that was in our freezer and we hadn't gone through it after, like, six months, like... He was worried about like it really, about it. yeah. So just to have like food in there accumulating, it's just such yeah. a waste. Yeah, yeah, it is. I that makes me want to go clean my freezer out right now. We we just did actually. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this guy. I think he did the right I thing. I think he did the right thing too. But yeah, she's just gonna need to deal with it. Because I would imagine if you like people who have an obsession like that, I would imagine that it would trickle into other. I mean, it sounds like it's already consuming. 
her yeah. time and her energy and her thoughts. And yeah. but I mean, it's you know usually people ha- it. She's gonna she's gonna buy a freeze life. dryer. Spend oh, thou- here we go. Those are so expensive. Yeah. We kind of looked into it just for fun. They're like thousands yeah. of dollars. And my sister Tammy has gotten into freeze drying and she's like, it takes over your life. Mm-hmm. Like you become obsessed with freeze drying everything. Apparently people who have freeze dryers like. Well, you probably have to to get your money back. I think so. And I think it becomes like a lifestyle. Like you just freeze. <laughs> you spend all everything. day, air day, freeze drying everything that you can freeze dry. You have to quit your job and just be a stay at home <laughs> freeze, freeze dryer. <laughs> but what, like same thing. What are you going to do with all that freeze dried food? Unless the world, unless we have some weird (laughs) apocalyptic event, event, an end of times. And I feel like that's what people who are like hoarding food or freeze drying a bunch of food or like obsessive over food storage are banking that there is going to be something like that. And I just, my opinion is there's not. There's no zombie apocalypse (laughs) coming. No, but I used to kind of obsess about food storage a little bit. Like if I don't have my year supply of food... And then, like, in the beginning of our marriage, I bought all this wheat and canned it and rice. And, it, like, what am I going to do with that? We used to have, when I was growing up, in our downstairs, um, mm-hmm. big shelves, like, from the ground up. And those big, huge, like, 50-pound bags of wheat. Oh, yeah. Like, what What are we going to—what is our family going to do with wheat? Right. We wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> we would die surrounded by—and, I mean, we probably had 20 50-pound oh, bags Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, I'm like, I need to get rid of—like, I even bought a wheat grinder. I ground my own. Meat. I could grind it, and then I then what are we then gonna what? do? Snort it? I <laughs> I'm not gonna cook anything with it. No, we would be so screwed. I know. I finally was like, you know what? I'm. I would rather starve than have my entire life being taken over by wheat food storage <laughs> that I literally don't think anyone's ever gonna use. Yeah, that's fair. When my grandma died, there was just rooms full of bad food. My when my when I bought my grandma's house after my grandma died. Um, her, she had shelves and shelves and shelves of canned goods that yeah. were like 30 years old. Yep. So, yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. Okay. Well, the time oh, has come for the... Oh, yes. The Barren, Barren Truth. Truth. Last week in The Barren Truth, we talked about a time. My, the question was, share a time when you misheard part of a conversation that left you embarrassed or confused. Yes. Um, I also, I think when I posted it, I added like, or like the time you misused a word or just something weird with words. Yes. Something with words. Um, words so, with friends. friends. Yes. Oh, <laughs> remember that game? I do. Okay. So here are, here are some. You do, your sister posted, you have to share her story. <laughs> okay. Um, so this one, this is one of my old neighbors. She said, this is a constant for me. I once said that someone was smoking like a fish, <laughs> like like a chimney. Uh, what does that mean? She's like, I say stuff like that all the time. And my husband's just in the background giggling and correcting me. Um, my sister-in-law says, when I was younger, I told my mom that my testicles hurt when, I, when what I meant was my intestines. <laughs> Um, this one, uh, this is my husband's cousin. When I was younger and starting puberty and getting body hair, my mom like sat me down and explained it all to me. Then when I went to my dad's, I told him I have pubic hair under my arms because I didn't want him to know I had pubic hair, just armpit hair. Um, this one, this is a girl writing about when she was a little kid. She saw the movie nine to five and there's a scene where the ladies were smoking pot and laughing hysterically. One of them during that scene says, oh, I'm stoned. 
She said, it completely went over my head. She didn't know what it meant. But one time when she and her sister were laughing hysterically, she said, I'm stoned. And her sister was like, what? Um, This one is from one of my former students. (laughs) She said, uh, not in my class, of course, but she said, I kept saying orgasm during a science presentation instead of organism. (laughs) I would die. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Actually, that has happened. I've had that happen multiple times. With students? That they'll, that, yeah, saying organism and orgasm. Oh, my gosh. Um, this one, oh, this, I love this one. Um, this girl posted, this was not her, but it was somebody in her church. She said, I was in church, and this lady was bearing her testimony, and she was trying to say that she wished she had been there for the first resurrection, but she accidentally said she wished she had been there for the first erection. <laughs> <laughs> and what's worse is she probably talked about the saviors, she you know. Did. So I don't know. And that. the whole crowd was probably, yeah. and she just probably you, had you no keep clue. going, uh-uh. you push through at that point. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> this okay. So here's another one. I was digging in Mexico. I'm thinking this was like on a, you know, when you go on the trip and you build, oh, okay, you know, help do different things or whatever. Um, anyway, he said, I, and I was deliriously exhausted. Someone said that we should get a cat. And in my mind, I thought like a panther or something instead of like a cat tractor, okay. the brand of tractors. Okay. He's like, so I was talking about it in that way. Like, yeah, we ought to get a cat rather than the cat brand of equipment. Needless to say, I was made fun of for weeks for that. Oh, my gosh. Um, I have a couple more. Do you want to okay. add Lindsay's in? Lindsay's is kind of like your students, but she was probably eight maybe and they had like done some like um i think like add testing back then on her well so every christmas eve my dad would get the little tape recorder and they would do like a christmas eve interview with us Mm -hmm. where they would like who's your teacher who are your friends what are you doing so she she mentioned these like tests that she had gone through and she said they found out that i'm really smart like that she had a high iq Mm -hmm. and she said i'm so smart i could be a doctor and my dad said, oh, what, like, what kind of doctor? And she said, yeah, I could put orgasms in people. Oh. <laughs> and she had no clue what she had said. And you hear on the tape, my dad and my older siblings, like, absolutely losing their minds. And then you hear my dad go, what kind of doctor are you going to be? <laughs> so that was, like, our oh, shoot. family joke that's, for years. Oh, that's cute. You're so smart. You could put orgasms in people. <laughs> Yay! Where's that doctor? <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a good one. Um, this lady was looking for Tampax in the store my dad worked in, and my dad thought she, he, she was asking for tax. He responded, "The kind you have to hammer in, or the kind you push in with oh your thumb." Oh my gosh, I've heard that one. <laughs> yeah, this one was on. Um, this was on a thing on social media. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and then another one was, I asked a hot guy in college his last name, and he said, it's gross. And she said, that's okay. You can tell me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally something I would do. Right. Um, and then this one, I interviewed a Jamaican woman once and asked her what she did in her spare time. She said, I love cocaine. I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair, and then I realized she had said, I love cooking. Oh but my in gosh. her Jamaican accent, accent, it was, I love cocaine. I love cooking. <laughs> That's hilarious. So there you go. Oh, my gosh. Do you have any more to add to that? Mine is not funny or interesting in any way, (laughs) but it's one of those things that has haunted me for, like, 20 years. Okay. And I'm not kidding. Everyone's going to be like, this is so stupid. But, like, 
probably in college or right after college. Do you remember when like purse parties were happening and you could go buy like knockoff purses uh-huh. from like oh, yeah. someone at their house? Yeah. Like there would be like a purse dealer. I don't know <laughs> what like terrorist organization they were getting these fake purses, purses from. from. Yeah. So what I I had gotten a fake like what was it even Prada or I think it was Dooney and Burke. No, but my mom loved getting Dooney and Burke purses from Mexico. Yeah. I want to say it was either Gucci or Prada, but I think it was Prada. Okay. Uh, I should know. And so I go to church and I see my neighbor, Jill Andalyn, who I grew up with, who was like really into fashion at the time and like knew all the brands and like I knew nothing. I've never been. I've Mm -hmm. never known about brands my whole life. And she was like, oh my gosh, is your purse real? And I kind of laughed and said, no. Well, she thought I said, yes, I have no idea how. Mm-hmm. So she got like really excited, like that I had this like real product bag. She's like, oh my gosh, like where did you get it? And then I panicked <laughs> because like she was so like excited for me to have like so this to real Prada bag. Write it out. So I just like wrote it out. And I think I said like Nordstrom or something because it's like, I don't know where you would get a Prada bag. Uh-huh. And she kind of looks at me like she knew like. That I, she knew you were lying. So she thought I was lying, but I really wasn't trying to lie. But then I ended up completely like, why didn't I just say, no, I it's not. But in the moment, I couldn't like disappoint her. And you're, yeah, I remember like as a kid, like younger, especially, you know, mm-hmm. teenage years. Like, why why do we feel weird about just saying, oh, no, no, you misheard. I, yeah. But we would lie. But I was like 20. Like I was, and- so I, and it's haunted me. Does and in she my, know? In my mind, she has thought of me as the worst liar in, for like the last twenty five years. So she does. You've you've never. No. Because how? Remember when listening. I was twenty? I told you that I got a Prada bag at Nordstrom. I just thought that like. <laughs> oh my gosh! But so, I wouldn't have said it was real like on purpose. You know what I mean? Right. Like I tried to admit it, but then she was so excited. I like didn't want to disappoint didn't her. Didn't want to ruin it. So it, this may be the moment of truth for her. Jill. She may be hearing. Yep. And yes. I don't think she listens, but I think her sister when we'll probably send it over. Sister in law do. So yeah. Marna I, you guys send it over. <laughs> please tell please. her the story. It's that so stupid. Great. I love it. But it literally it haunt like I probably think about it once a month. I'm not even Are kidding. you kidding me? Yes, it haunts me. Oh my gosh. But how funny. do you like DM someone from like that something that happened twenty five years ago? I think you ago? should do it. I'm gonna have to. Now. I think you need to text uh, today. Okay. Like, just say, I, I've i got to clear the air. Remember that Prada bag? I did not get it at Nordstrom. I got it from Mexico. She'll be like, yeah, duh, they don't even sell Prada at Nordstrom. Like, she would know that. Like, I don't know. But how sweet that she didn't call you out and embarrass you. I know. She never would. Oh, she's nice. I know. Do you have a Do you have a personal one? Um, wow, just every time I open my mouth. <laughs> um, my husband, and I don't know that his is really that he means to do this, and it might just be the little kid in him. Um, but he always says ammonia instead of pneumonia. Oh, really? Like I've heard him say things and I, I don't ever correct him ammonia. because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But I mean, how often do you really say pneumonia? Right. But I know he said Enough something about, yeah, they have know. ammonia. <laughs> Are they cleaning? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I say things all the time that are not right or I don't know I can't think of any of my own yeah. personal well I'm glad you haven't been haunted one by one for so long yeah I yeah. It's, it's finally gonna feel so good to get that off my chest oh I can't wait for that I know um I when my oldest daughter was little she used to say Christmas instead of Christmas oh and I never would correct her yeah. Um, like all those little things when your yeah, kids are my little kids said blueberries forever yeah and it's like you don't you don't 
like you don't want him to go out into the world and say embarrassing things, but at the same time, it's like, don't take that from yeah. me. Yeah. Sing, she'd sing, oh, Christmas tree. Oh, which one? <laughs> Breeze. Aww. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, so loved it. Yeah. That is so cute. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I don't have the next one. Good job. In the hopper. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So but. it'll be a mystery, Baron Truth, next week. Yep. I'll, I'll think of something and I'll post it. And um, just so everybody knows, the day that this comes out, mm. we will be sitting on a fat beach. Yes. Actually, we will be. No, we won't. We'll be a day away from sitting on a fat beach. Yep. Together. Together. On a vacation. Forever. I'm so excited. It's going to be so great. We'll come back. We'll return and report. We'll be all We're going to look so good on that beach. We're going to parasail. We're going to (gasps) surf. Yes. We're going to hang out with the jellies in the ocean. The jellies. Jellies. And the golden girls. It's going to be great. We're so excited. So we will return and report. We will. Well, thanks, you guys, for listening. Thank you, thank you. And as always, goodbye. goodbye. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Truth Fairies Pod. And send us an email at truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Truth Fairies is hosted and produced by Brooke Flake and Jamie Garn. Original music by Greg Hale.